you butter with that. Um, so this January has been a little weird uh, for our normal schedule. We're not really doing any sort of theme this year. Um, we did Fargo last, which was really great. I'm glad we all finally got to watch that. Um, we're going to jump into our award show nomination stuff soon. But like before we do that, how's everyone doing? Great. Yeah. I'm no gl- complaints. I'm glad it's cold seasonably cold yeah it is yeah. very it was it definitely feels like winter now um winter has anyone i know we're gonna talk about our 2018 stuff but has anyone been watching anything lately or i've just been trying to play catch up with 2018 with for the 2018. past couple weeks mm. hmm. good call no nothing nothing no just stupid youtube videos that's all that's True. all i am yeah just meme compilations. No, Vine compilations. Fuck, not memes, but also. I mean, <laughs> but also memes. <laughs> Vines and memes. Um, I've been, uh, Garrett and I have been working our way through the Friday the third, not Friday the 13th, that's not what I meant, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street um, collection. Better series between the two, if you ask me. Yeah, so we're doing all seven of them. Uh, there are Sunday. seven of those? Yes, there are seven of them. Um, of plus- which there are probably like four you should watch. I'm gonna say yeah. This the second <laughs> one's not great, but it still has like oh, cool dream stuff. Uh, three it's like and four, four and five that really loses. Four me. was like interesting. There was some weird shit in four that I was into. Um, three is insane. Um, three's probably it has like very very young um, Lawrence Fishburne in it too. Mm-hmm. Like as some like orderly in this hospital. It's very weird. I can't imagine him as young. I feel like him and Force Whitaker have just always he been like is very handsome. 50s-ish. Yeah, he's, like, very thin and, like, fit-looking, and he's very sweet in that movie also. Aww. Yeah, it was nice. Um, but, yeah, so that's happening. So it's been a little weird. I'm, like, wondering if it's going to start, like, affecting my, you know, waking hours at all. <laughs> yeah, do you have a sense of fear when you go to bed? Um, Not really. I did have some weird dreams yesterday, the other night, but I don't know if that was due to, um, you know, actually watching those movies or just general anxieties <laughs> that I have that you know, feed into my, my dreams. But, um, yeah, so we're going to go through all of those and then eventually watch uh, Freddy vs. Jason, Jason, which I'm very excited about because I have not seen that all the Ooh, way through, I don't think. It's rough. <laughs> it is a movie. Oh, man, but they're fun. It's, like, bad. I'm into <laughs> bad stuff. Like, I watched rewatched Jason X the other day, which is, like, so dumb, but that so That pretty great. great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. So, um, I don't know. Are we just jumping right into our award show stuff? That's how it's going. Um, so we decided we wanted to do something like Oscars esque cause that's coming up, even though I don't think any of us know when it actually is. It is the 25th. Mm -hmm. Whatever that Sunday is of February. Okay, cool. All right, sweet. So yeah, we wanted to like put forth our, um, a couple of our categories for like best of and then also worst of too um so we're doing best movie uh best tv show best use of sound uh worst film slash tv so you could pick either uh favorite story and then best performance um and then depending on time and stuff i know like christine and i were talking about like we had a lot of like honorable mentions that like <laughs> kept was, coming up this was rough. um christine and i were also talking did anyone try to tally up how many 2018 movies they've seen no no, no. i could prob- uh, probably a dozen. Okay. Yeah, I can do I've it not on, seen like the two hands. Yeah, at most. two hands. Okay. All right. Because I, I think I totaled mine up. I was at twenty six, which really I felt impressive. really proud <laughs> of, um, because I was feeling really shitty because there are a ton of good twenty eighteen movies I feel like I haven't seen yet. So I've been really down on myself, especially for this episode, to like not have those in my list. Um, but I think there's only like nine this year, at least that I counted, that I'm really bummed I missed out on, and I've seen a ton of other ones. So 
feel like that, you know, works. I'm well. bummed I haven't seen a Roma or Sorry to Bother You. Yes, I also have oh, not. Especially because they're so easy to watch because they're on Hulu and Netflix. That's true. Yeah. So. Yeah, I forget what else. Oh, I still haven't watched First Reformed. I'm pretty bummed about that one. I think I'm seeing The Favorite maybe this week because <sighs> I think it's the last week it's it's here in Philly. So hopefully I'll see that too. But anyway, with that, I guess we're going to get started on our our best of stuff so who mm-hmm. wants to start with a? Uh, do we want to start with best movie or are we going to work up to that let's work up to that let's, let's work up to that okay right. uh the, anyone, the academy way anyone <laughs> want to start with something specific i want to start with best performance best performance okay, okay cool we can um, do that connor you want to go first yeah so for this category it could be either you know actor actress whatever whatever the best performance was and the performance i think that haunted me the most haunted you this year was tony collette in hereditary oh uh, i was thinking um, about that too good choice yeah i was thinking about that also this this list was interesting as we'll go through it like pretty much everything i picked popped into my head right away as i thought of this and then i went back and you know thought it over and i was like now nah, tony collette um hands down i think the best performance i've seen this year when she is just like in total just in like screaming scream crying mm-hmm. i don't really want to spoil the film um, but when she screamed crying over what happens to her family, um, just like that moment really stuck with me. And just her like, is this in her head? Is it not in her head? All of, I think, uh, tour de force performance mm. by Tony Collette. Agreed. Did anyone? I'll follow that up because I also chose Tony Collette. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Tony Collette is just such an amazing performer. I think the range of, emo- as you were mentioned, just the range of emotion that she can convey on her face you see that on display in like a lot of her other movies uh, in the show United States of Terra, where she really is going through the whole range of different personalities and personas and um, and emotions. Um, and yeah, in Hereditary, it's just like you can see her going from grief to anger to frustration to just confusion. And there's also like a strength in her character as well. Again, I don't want to give away too much. I was gonna say, I don't think you see her happy in that movie at all, though. (laughs) Probably not. No, No, it definitely is a is a heavy, heavy movie. Yeah, I don't think that she uh, that didn't make its way in. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) static about anything positive going on in her life. True, fair enough. um, (laughs) But as things unfold, as the action like takes place, being very vague. You see her wrestle with different decisions and uh, like choices in front of her, and I think that she ultimately, like, the way that Tony Collette plays that character, mm. is of one of of strength and not victimhood. There's also like some stuff about like her potentially being like traumatized. Uh, yeah, apparently she had a rough movie. time. Well, so uh, oh, same interesting. Was said of the, uh, uh, the young male actor, I forget his I name offhand, uh, but. Yeah, he described himself as having like PTSD flashbacks to the filming. Wow. Interesting. That I didn't know. So maybe there is uh, some other stuff to wrestle with about what actors and performers mm-hmm. are supposed to be put through uh, when they go through the process of, of working on a project. Yeah, her stuff was pretty brutal. Um, yeah, I mean, that whole movie was just brutal. All the characters went through the ringer. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even imagine working on a piece like that. Mm. But um, also, there's that. Did anyone else watch the trailer for it? The Velvet Buzzsaw movie. Yeah, that's coming yeah. out. 
It looks absolutely bonkers. I'm very excited about it. But it also, it's the same guy who did Nightcrawler, which mm-hmm. was super good. But yeah, it featured was. crazy Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, and this also looks like crazy Jake Gyllenhaal. But also Tony Collette looks like a very like uh, posh like art person. Um, so I'm also excited that she's in that movie. Always yes for crazy Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I hope we get that in Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> I know. It, I'm not sure. We. I think Sam and I watched a trailer. You watched a trailer, trailer too. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, cool. Sam, you want to go in, or Dave, you want to go next? Whoever. I, I'm going in order. I mean, the audience can't see this. <laughs> Whoever wants to go next. Yeah, sure. So for me, um, this was a pretty tough call. Um, I, I saw a lot of films this year that I wasn't overly fond of, but I saw a lot of really great performances uh, stand out amongst them. The one that ultimately, though, uh, really stuck with me the most and the one that uh, I remember the most for the whole year um, is Letitia Wright, who played uh, Shuri in mm. Black Panther. Mm. Interesting. Um, I thought she just brought uh, such a wonderful a wonderful humor to the character and such a, like, such a liveliness. Um, you know, it's a really colorful and really, like... You know, at times pretty bombastic and pretty exciting movie that's got a lot of really uh, really dynamic and magnetic characters, but um, I found that every time she was on screen, she was either just mm-hmm. being completely hilarious, very relatable, or just like um, doing a wonderful job of propelling the importance of that character and, um, and what that character brings to the table, not only in terms of comedy, but in terms of uh, substantive plot developments. So I thought she really nailed it and really hit it out of the park. So I would say that uh, I would hand that off to her this year, well, and even I though think, it's a supporting role. I think that could be a role also that could be like very like cheesy or just kind of like groaning moments, yeah. but she just like totally commits and like nails every single line. Mm-hmm. And I think that from what I understand, she may be getting a show or something like that to further that character. Oh, I think I was reading something like that online today, or maybe it's a comic series that's specific to the character. I don't mm, recall. Comic but series. Yeah, is that what it is? But yes. they're definitely expanding um, the character, and I think that's uh, probably partly in response to the film and uh, partly in response to that really, uh, yeah, again, really magnetic performance. So I would hand it off to her this year. Yeah, I feel like she's a, a girl. Like I could see people definitely looking up to when they see that movie. She's yeah. super yeah, cool. Yeah, for real. I think there are a ton of women in that movie who mm-hmm. anyone could look up to. Interestingly, my pick is also from Black Panther. I was going to say, I was thinking, I'm assuming the person you're talking about. Uh So, of course, my best performance goes to Michael B. Jordan. Mm. I thought about that, too. Yeah, he was very good. He was great. I think that um, the Eric Stevens, the Killmonger character, um, God, it just, like, takes you on a ride. Um, you can you can like feel angry with him. You can feel deep sadness, and I think that uh, Michael B. Jordan doesn't necessarily always play characters that you like. That's like bad, and you're supposed to like not like. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that he's like a super relatable. I mean, he likes anime for God's sakes. Oh, I know. Um, but like super Who relatable. If being <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Relatable, <laughs> identifiable kind of guy. And so you put him in a role like that, you immediately are going to have people who do identify to this character. And I think that he played that really well. I think that something that Michael B. Jordan does well in Black Panther is being like part of Wakanda and then part of like Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. And there are moments where I don't know if the director of Black Panther, Ryan Coogler, like wrote this in or if it was just Michael B. Jordan because I could see it being both. But it was like in moments where uh, you expected a response as in like, oh, he's going to re- respond to this like a Wakandan or he's going to respond to this like someone from California. He like switched and, and um, 
gave a different kind of narrative on that aspect, which, like, was really cool. I'm thinking of one scene in particular where he, like, goes into the throne room and, and you know, Black Panther T'Challa is there and everyone else is there. Oh, is that when, like, the camera's spinning around yeah. too as he's walking yeah. through? Yeah. That's really uh, cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and so it's really cool. And, um, you know, he, he asserts his Wakandan lineage, but then he says, hey, auntie, which is just so cool and so well-delivered. He was, he's just so charismatic in that Yes, movie. yes, yeah. exactly. And there's also, like, so much pain. Like, when they mm-hmm. go to the ancestral plane, and, and he sees his father in that apartment in Oakland, like, I, cry, I like, cried at so many different parts of that movie. So he just, <laughs> yeah. he was great. Word. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Tony Collette. Yeah, I, I cool, great. Have contributed hereditary and Black Panther. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's so interesting. So far, so far. Some, I'm keeping uh, notes. Yeah, um, mine was hard, um, especially since I felt like I wanted to like do a widespread and not pick stuff from like the same movies too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had I have a couple categories here where there are several, so I'm just making like a a decision now. Um, best performance, I decided um, Emily Blunt in A Quiet Place. Yes, um, hell yes. Because I think, hmm. well, first off, Quiet Place, I thought, was a very good movie. I liked it a lot. Um, I went during the day and like have never, haven't been in a movie like that recently where it was so tense and everyone also had to be so quiet because mm-hmm. you really can't make a noise in the movie theater without ruining the experience mm-hmm. for everyone. That's mm-hmm. got to be such an interesting theater mm-hmm. experience. I wish I, really saw, cool. I wish I saw it in theater. I went yeah. to go open something and I was like, nope, never mind. I'm going to sit here <laughs> and not move an inch. Um, but also like with it, like with, you know, very little, um, noise and dialogue within that movie, she is like, I thought she would play a great character. She's like a pregnant mother throughout most of the movie. Um, you know, going through this like range of emotions of like having a family and also dealing with like the crazy outside world of these like alien things and trying to like protect them. Um, And I thought she was like such a badass too. There's like also a really tender moment with her and John Krasinski when they're dancing Mm -hmm. and like they have like the earbuds in and they're listening to like their song or whatever, um, which was like really endearing. But she gives birth quietly (laughs) in like in a tub while being attacked by like aliens which Mm -hmm. like holy shit can't even imagine the last scene of that movie Mm. made me feel all kinds of things where you just see emily blunt just cock that shotgun i was like fuck yes amazing Mm -hmm. yeah um cool that was a good one i feel like we all picked really sweet movies um what which one do we want to do next any thoughts No? Great. No. (laughs) Um, I want to maybe jump around. Want to do use of sound? Sure. Sure. Cool. I can can go first. Cool. Great. (laughs) So I have two movies written down on here. Um, And I I decide in the moment I will choose, and I think I have to go with Halloween for John Carpenter's original score. Because ultimately this came down to what movie soundtrack Am I still listening to? And it was between this or Stars Born. I really liked mm-hmm. a Stars Born. Laugh you at me all you like. Dad. Yes. Bold um, <laughs> <old> opinion. <laughs> Lady Gaga was a close second for best performance. Um, she really kills it in that movie. Jamie Lee in Halloween was my other choice I was thinking of. Because mm-hmm. uh, way to bring that fucking character back. Oh, my God. Back. Yeah. And also, like, she's still a total babe in that movie. Yeah. She kills it. Um, but. John Carpenter coming back and with his son to create like an original his son soundtrack. And his um, godson. Mm. Um, I think his godson's name is Dave Davies, um, who 
is really cool. I like his music a lot too. It's very similar to John Carpenter's, which is very like synthy sounding. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty cool team. I also listen to that soundtrack <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, there's one of the last songs, I think it's called um, The Shape Burns. The Shape Burns. And I listen to that over and over again. Um, and I think since this category is like use of sound, it's not, for me, it wasn't just like the composition, but the way sound was used in that movie mm. of where I feel like it would be super easy to just like use the Halloween theme every single second mm-hmm. of every single frame. <laughs> to but, build tension, let's give a classics. Like, exactly. Yeah. But it really only comes up in its full three times mm. in the whole movie. Every other time it's like little snippets in something new, which I thought was like so restrained. So also something. a couple songs that scare me if I just listen to them on their own where like, I don't like, I'm like, Oh, there's one scene with like a woman in the bathroom and the music that's playing mm-hmm. in it. Like it still freaks me out in that scene. Um, Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that. Halloween is my pick for best use of sound. Hmm. Are, we, are we going the same way? Yeah. Why, why, why not? Yeah. yeah. You figure okay. out what order we sit in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The big, uh, the big reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, use of sound. I had a tough time with this one because you know, a lot of the films that I saw this year weren't um, weren't necessarily like action films or uh, weren't very loud films for the most part. Um, I ultimately <laughs> wound up uh, wound up returning to Black Panther for this this mm. category. Um, it was done by Skywalker Sound. Um, they did a pretty fantastic job in terms of. Foley effects in terms of rounding out um, the way that, you know, uh, uh, technologies that don't exist but are represented on screen might sound. And um, everything was, I think, appropriately loud. It was a noisy movie, but um, <laughs> but definitely very well recorded, very well mixed and everything. Um, I think a lot of the computer-generated sound effects that were, were featured um, – wind up being very cool. So across the board, I, I would have to hand that off to uh, the Black Panther also for best sound for, for 2018. Um, although it's, it's really hard for me to think of like a follow-up, to be honest. I was also, when we were doing this, I was thinking A Quiet Place also because they were very yeah. particular with their use of sound mm-hmm. um, as like an interesting one. Because initially I was thinking soundtracks when Connor put this idea forth. And I was like, no, like sound means a lot of different things. So. And- and the Black Panther soundtrack, additionally, is fantastic. Also, so, so yeah, good. Yeah, said as well. So Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so my pick was also Black Panther. Hey, um, yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, I really separated it into two. And Dave, you just mentioned so the soundtrack. Kendrick fucking Lamar did the soundtrack. Oh, like he's so holy good. shit! I mean, honestly, the fact that he did almost every fucking song for that soundtrack. I mean, like there was n- there was no competition. No other movie was going to come close to it. But on the flip side of that, the the score of the film mm. was so good i mean there's this one that plays throughout the movie that i like obviously i can't like recreate but <laughs> Try. it just no, <laughs> i will not this is a scene everyone has to actually do their favorite sounds <laughs> oh that'd be easy for me um but it, it just like really is so heartfelt and takes you on a ride and and at the very like end of the movie when michael b jordan killmonger says like the very last line that's like really gut-wrenching mm. and punching it's 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 playing with that and i just uh, again i just cry but there's one scene in particular that stay stand out for me because i think that they used um like African, like traditional African music, which was when they are in that like speakeasy casino in um, like an Asian country, I think in South Korea, Korea. South yeah. Korea. Um, 
and when the fight breaks out and you just hear like this incredible music and you see Okoye just rip her wig off and just like kick so much ass. Like I was sitting in my seat in the theater, like basically jumping up because I was so excited to see this. So. That's also an amazing one shot. Yes. yes. As well. Yes. That if, if we had a category that was like yeah. best shot, that would definitely be the oh, casino yeah. scene Absolutely. to be up there. Mm. But we're not. No. <laughs> um, did so, you choose Black Panther, Christine? I did not. It, this was a hard one for me because um, I was going soundtrack versus use of sound, like debating, mm. and I had two different picks. But I also ultimately went with soundtrack um, Annihilation, Ooh. which Ooh. I had yeah. forgotten was was a 2018 movie. Um, I forgot about Annihilation too, and I loved it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I remember watching it and. There were some issues I had with it, but overall, I I, I thought the movie definitely uh, stayed with me. But the soundtrack done by Jeff Barrow from Portishead uh, and Ben Salisbury, oh. like, was just super. That's cool. There was this. Okay, so these were the thoughts. I like there's <laughs> like deep synths, which I'm such a sucker for, like booming like fucking Hans Zimmer shit, oh. and just like, oh. which is like kind of you know a cheap shot, but. Their their whole soundtrack of like these like subterranean like synths and earth swells was really cool. Uh, com- there's creating the sense of mystery and sort of haunting dread that kind of permeates the movie. Uh, with like there's like harsh static noise, but then these like this melodic guitar work in there, and it it really I thought paired so nicely with. Um, sort of both the beautiful and the grotesque elements of like the themes of mutation in nature um, and all of that sound like uh, sonically really melded and like built tension throughout a lot of the I mean there's sort of slower parts of the movie but visually it's really stunning Um, and I thought sound also played such an important point in a particular scene that like still freaks the fuck out of me when the oh is this give I, I think this is this you is like vague it. whatever fine. it's it's the scene where the bear the the oh, freaky bear yeah. thing comes and starts attacking the members of the party and then it opens its mouth and yell and has this like human scream Whoa. that's like screaming help me and it was like what? compared that comparing that with the music and the soundtrack but then this moment of like looking at this animal open its mouth and have a human like scream was just so so haunting and so freaky so um, yeah that that's so cool. that soundtrack i think and the use of sound stuck out to me the most sweet yeah yeah, that's a cool one. I kind of forgot about sound, which I feel like is like a really important part of that movie. Um, yeah, sweet. Um, this was also hard for me because I kept thinking a bunch of different ones. Uh, and I almost was thinking Halloween just because like I love that music so much. Um, but I ended up going with Into the Spider-Verse. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. When the I won't. Sorry. No, no. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I, if like people want to jump on because I don't the, also the know prowler. that much. 
Yeah. The Prowler. Yeah. Okay, um, cool. It's like this synthy, like super heavy bass. Which I forget the name of the actor who. Mashara. Yeah, I can never pronounce his name. Mashara Lee. Yeah, he's in um, uh, the new True Detective. He's been in a bunch of other stuff. He's Green really... Book, Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke Moonlight. Cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's wonderful um, in that role. But also, yeah, the sound that goes with him is kind of crazy. Um, I looked up the who did the score. His name is Daniel Pemberton, which I didn't know him from anything, really. But apparently he's done, like, a Black Mirror episode. I guess he did Ocean's 8. So he's done, like, a couple of That movie had things. a really good soundtrack, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, and it sounds like, I mean, the soundtrack for that movie was also really amazing. I think Jaden Smith is one of the only names I recognized from that list, though, <laughs> of, like, songs from the movie. But there's a part where you, like, puts on his new like you know um you know spider-man outfit and the music that's playing for that whole thing while he's like doing the like going around the city and everything is just like really incredible and i remember sitting there like in the theater just getting like really pumped up for everything that was happening uh which was super cool so um yeah that was also in the top of my mind. That yeah. was like second, third, yeah. It was one. Of, it was one of the first things that came up for me, and I think it's because I saw it recently. But yeah, I I remember specifically thinking like Christine was like soundtrack versus sound, and that was one where I feel like I all of the elements were present in that, and I thought that was really great. Cool. Um, do I dare ask what which one people would like to do next? How about TV? Yeah, want to do TV? Okay, cool. I guess I'll go first again. Yeah, do it. Let's um, just keep it rolling. This will probably not be the most popular opinion, um, maybe in the room or people who listened, but The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, season I one. I knew you were going to pick that. I knew um, it. I, I haven't seen it, it, and I heard it's great. That is That show hooked me like no other show has in quite a while. Um, all the performances are amazing. It's like Riverdale, but done like well. Like It actually could be done with... like. It's not R-rated, but something that's... There's, like, a little more blood, a little more language, because it's on Netflix, not on the CW. Um, I think all the performances are great. Um, The whole show, the whole arc that Sabrina goes through, I think is amazing. And the ending is, like, sets it up perfectly for season two, which is coming out in April. And they're filming... And Netflix already said parts three and four are already announced to be renewed. So there will be a lot more Sabrina the Teenage Witch. What are people's issues with Mm. it? I don't know if it's necessarily issues, but I've never heard on when I was just like Googling, oh, top TV shows of the year, like the Americans is coming up on there, mm-hmm. Killing Eve. I haven't seen those. So I also don't shows, have cable. So I yeah. feel like that can sometimes limit me in what I'm watching for TV stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think if I had to like recommend one TV show that somebody start this year, it has to be The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Mm. Word. And also there's a giant goat man and I want more goat man in every single episode i'm into i think i'm into goat man whatever that is that sounds cool i don't want to spoil it but goat man is, is amazing is his name black philip <laughs> from <laughs> witches oh. or the i would witch. not be surprised it was inspired by well yeah. it, i don't want to spoil anything so yes yeah, S- sabrina best tv of the year cool hmm. nice Dave. yeah for me uh this was a very very easy one uh definitely the second season of atlanta Oh, um, I need to watch that. Which Same. is the, uh, the Donald Glover um, vehicle, but um, also a, a really great ensemble cast. Um, the first season, which came out not last year, I don't think, but I think the year before that. I 2016. Think it was 2016. Yeah. Um, really great introductory season for a show. Really set uh, a basic foundation for the characters and character relation. Also gets really in-depth with... Um, 
uh, analyses of like gender, class, race, um, and things like that. Really thought provoking, a really well written and well considered show with some like hints of surrealism that are mm-hmm. sewn in expertly. Mm-hmm. Um, second season continued that, but it was called uh, it was called Robin season. Um, basically, uh, a notion that like um, it became way more character centric. Uh, episodes were specifically focused on individual characters who were part of the ensemble cast of the previous season. Um, so it really allowed a lot more breathing room for the characters and a lot more development for uh, them as individuals. And I think bl- blew everything else I saw on television this year out of the water by a huge margin. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely recommend it to anybody. I think it's on Hulu now. Yeah, season two is finally I up. Think so. It's a Hulu original? I would describe it as a must-see. And no, it's, uh, it's on FXX. Mm-hmm. But... Um, but yeah, you've got to see that show if you haven't, I would say. And so I would give it a show of the year. Season one was amazing. So. Season one's yeah, great, Yeah, I too. really love season one. Cool. So I think I watched maybe three TV series this year. Uh, I spend most of my time watching hockey, if I'm being honest. So, um, and Vine compilations. And, Vine. <laughs> um, and some movies sprinkled here and there. So this was kind of hard because, like, well, I've got three things to pick from. One I didn't finish. So really I've got two. And I know, Dave, I know how you feel about this, but I'm picking uh-huh. The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, I don't think, it, like I said, it's not a bad show. It's just the dialogue. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. That's totally fair. I think about the line of, the rest was just confetti and feel a little queasy inside. So, like, I definitely understand what you're saying. I would love to know the context in which a <laughs> scary-ass show like Haunting of Hill House has a confetti scene. Um, well, watch it. Oh, I guess, yeah. right. And, yes. And I would love out. to know. Therefore, I I just, I'm really there for, like, surely having a funeral home and and bombing people herself and all the other characters. Like, I, like, fell for Luke because he's just such a, like, a sweet and loving character that you really empathize with because you realize all the things that he's had to work through. His, like, I didn't finish this Mm -hmm. uh, because I've been really bad at that this year, but his, like, intro episode, I guess, where it's, like, Mm -hmm. really focused on Mm -hmm. just him, I was, like... I felt like he was very immediately like endearing to me. Yeah, I was like, I'd wife him. Honestly, <laughs> I would take care of that. Um, but well, actually, if you want some interesting insight too into those characters, there's an article published online which has been um, is based on a quote from the uh, the writer and creator of the show. Is that each of the seven, or e- I'm sorry, each of the five children are based after one of the five uh, Kubler Ross stages of grief. That makes a lot of oh, sense. That makes so much sense, actually. Um, but I really liked the show for the production quality. Also, episode six, I think, was done in five. It has five edits because they used, like, one, like, camera, Ooh. one dolly. I think one scene was, like, 20 minutes long. And I just, I loved that so much. And I think we talked about this beforehand, but, like, the statues would move. And mm-hmm. I think that's, like, incredible attention to detail. Oh, my God, the podcast just came in. <gasps> Jordy! Oh, Jordy! Jordy! have a visitor. The door just creaked yes, open, and we're like, Jordy. "The ghost." The ghost. Yeah. So if people wonderful. follow us on Instagram, have seen her lovely face. Yeah. Hi, Jordy. Um, and well, if you haven't follow us, you'll see yeah, the cat. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Butter with that <laughs> on Instagram. Um, anyway, yeah, I just really liked that show a lot. There's one scare scene towards the end that uh, I think I threw whatever I had in my hand because I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god." Some of that stuff was really unnerving. Like, I was home, and, like, I have these really narrow stairs that are very <laughs> dark, um, and they're right in front of my bedroom, so I see them as soon as I open the door. And, like, for some reason, like, while I was watching that, I was like, I don't want to leave my room right now. This yeah. is horrifying. Just for a pale ghoul to walk backwards up the stairs. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, right? Oh. I'm sorry, Jordy. 
Jordy. Um, cool. Any other thoughts you had on that, Sam? No. No? Spooks. Cool. We're all distracted because adorable Cause cat Jordy. is in our yeah. face. <laughs> um, Christine. Um, so I spent most of 2018 watching reruns of X-Files, but yeah. um, <laughs> I'd say standout for me uh, is season five of BoJack Horseman. Yeah. Oh, I need to finish that also. I was wondering if you're going to choose the Americans or BoJack. So I, I chose this I chose season five of BoJack. I mean, I, I love that. I love sh- the show in general, um, but I think season five was a particularly important season. Um, generally, BoJack is like hilarious for its satire of the media, fame, wealth, success, artistic credibility, but also tackling like super, super complex topics of um, like depression, uh, relationships, uh, everything that each one of the the characters uh, wrestles with and it's really emotional and has a lot of depth um, and is just right written super well and is within this human animal universe and it just it seems just so wonderfully just like a mundane aspect of this world and this reality but I think season five was particularly important because it conf- it finally sort of confronted head on the issue of normalizing the behavior of a protagonist like Bojack Horseman, who is shitty to the people around him. Um, like this idea, this issue of like normalizing, especially male behavior of male protagonists mm. Um, mm. as somehow like sort of uh, being an abuser in a re- relationship, um, uh, sort of having seemingly sort of funny, cool, misanthropic outlook on the world, but really is damaging to the people, to him, to himself, to the people around him. Um, and it's very, yeah, creating, yeah, a toxic um, environment. And so this season, I won't go into too much detail, but essentially it, it confronts this, this characterization um, and doesn't let Bojack off the hook for um, his, his, I guess his actions, uh, it doesn't like excuse it, but actually explores the harmful consequences of the actions that, and decisions that he makes. Um, and ultimately we like the way I saw it is I, I don't let like a lot of other shows. There's this idea of this, this main character that is cool because, uh, he looks at the world and, and, uh, makes actions and decisions that are, 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 harmful um and so there are some still issues with the show uh that it's gotten flack for like big one is essentially the all-white casting uh especially Mm -hmm. the character of diane who's vietnamese in the show but is voiced by allison brie um and so i'm hoping that in future episode or future seasons that it tackles um head on like Mm -hmm. these these issues Hmm. um like a, a, in a self-reflective way that it did this season, uh, but standout episode, the eulogy episode. Oh, man. It is so fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch it, you'll know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, it, ta- it the show loves to explore and um, experiment with different types of, um, I guess, structures for episodes. And this one is so clean, so simple. Clean as in like just such a simple conceit and framework, but so impactful and devastating and yeah ultimately wild anyhow yeah mm. bojack season five <laughs> Word. nice nice 
Um, cool. And then uh, my best TV, which BoJack and Haunting on Hill House and stuff. Like, I just started a bunch of shows and then did not finish them this year. I've been real bad at that. I didn't fe- finish the second season of Westworld or, like... The Hollis world. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff I really need to get my shit together and do. Um, but um, there were, like, two shows I was like, I think I finished both of these. Um, and both of them were the second season of um, a show. So I ended up going with uh, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Mrs. Maisel. Uh, I loved the first season a lot. Um, I thought it was a really interesting um, topic. like And, like, spoke to me at a time where, like, you know, I was not, like, you know, I was having, like, some shit going on, but, like, just, like, this woman who, like, thought she had this, like, very solid foundation and, like, everything comes, kind of comes, like, crumbling apart and also, like, her trying to be a comedian um, at a time where, like, you definitely could not accept female comedians um, and her, like, dealing with all of that. Um, I think the main character, Rachel uh, Brosnahan, I think it is, uh, she was really amazing and I think she won last year maybe this year um for that she won a golden globe the other day yeah, yeah. um and also tony shalhoub plays her dad <gasps> and he was amazing <laughs> Monk, in season come back two. to us <laughs> oh my goodness there's yeah shalhoub. he's so funny he's just this like bitter old like math professor and he is hilarious in all of it um, so yeah, I, I really love the show. I think it's, um, really interesting. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but not yet. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's on Amazon, right? Uh, yeah, it is on Amazon. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we've decided since, uh, apparently we want to talk a lot more than we expected to for this episode that we're actually going to split this episode in two. Bow, bow, bow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we, we have decided, uh, yeah. so you guys heard us do, um, our, Best TV show, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we did. <laughs> That's what we just did. Best use of sound um, and best performance. Mm-hmm. And that is it, I believe. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah I can't awesome. count. In my head, I'm like, there are seven things. There aren't, there aren't seven there are just things. Six. Nope, just six. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not good at this. I shouldn't have done this. This is I'm us from the, from the future. <laughs> this is us from the future. So uh, for the second half of this that we are going to release, we are going to do our favorite story, uh, do worst film, and then best film. Woo. So we have a nice, uh, <laughs> nice little sandwich there, guys. Um, cool. So, um, come back next week here at the second half. Thank you so much for your love and support. Yeah. Thanks for a really great 2018. Yeah. We're excited to do more new things in, uh, 2019. 2019 sounds weird, right? It sounds it's so, so weird. Sound, right? I can't get over it. I don't like it. it. <laughs> but as we get used to that, we'll look forward to seeing you. So <laughs> thank you for tuning in. As we slowly acclimate <laughs> as we acclimate to saying it and also writing it down. Leaving our lips. As all of us are writing down eight and then going over it and trying to make it look like a nine. Oh, how many checks have been torn up and thrown out? Oh, God. Countless things have been ruined because of this. (laughs) Great. I think I need a week to practice. You know, like I should be allowed to practice this before. But anyway, come come back and listen to the second half of this if you still want to listen to it. It's Tori's like a beautiful mind chalkboard, except it's just 2018, 2019 written over and over again. It is not a beautiful mind. I will tell you that. <laughs> just piecing together life's mysteries. There is no awesome, like, crazy science math shit going on up here. I promise you that. Oh. Cool. Bye. 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 We'll see you next week. Bye.